Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. This is your financial mission. Walter Storholt here alongside Janine Theus. She is the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, your financial commander in Columbia, Howard County area. You can find Janine online at theuswealthadvisors.com. She's got more than 21 years of experience as a naval intelligence officer in her back pocket, if you will, as uh, she's now leading you through the financial world. You like that intro? You know, just you know, 21 years as a naval officer, just in your back pocket. You know, just yeah, that's great. <laughs> s- some little thing you used to do. You know, that's, uh, yeah. Not not every financial uh, advisor can have that feather in their cap. <laughs> yeah, it, it does cause you to look at a few things a little differently. <laughs> Which I think the world often needs a little bit of that. It needs that different perspective. In fact, that's what we're going to do on the podcast today. We're going to take kind of a fun different perspective at looking at your finances and at the financial landscape and all that cool stuff. The Winter Olympics just concluded, so we're going to use the 2018 Winter Olympic Games as inspiration for today's podcast. We're going to be turning our attention to the not quite as popular, but still very, very cool Financial Olympics which will be coming to an obscure cable channel near you anytime soon. We're going to get to this in a second first, but Janine, since the Winter Olympics just wrapped up, do you have a favorite Winter Olympic event? Is there one you like watching more than more than any others? Oh, wow. Well, I think the ones that are the most you know, popular are, are just like downhill skiing or the downhill racing or the, what is it, the ski jump? <laughs> or, or they're just a big jump, yeah. 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 The jump is cool, although watching it over and over and over and over again kind of gets a little repetitive. Yeah, that's kind of boring. Yeah. But slalom, you know, skiing. I don't know. There's uh, ice skating is always great to watch. But yeah, the now you're talking figure skating or the or the figure skating. I'm sorry. Yeah, figure skating. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I've never been a big fan of figure skating. That's probably somewhat of a gender split, I would imagine, and probably not very unusual there. But the speed skating is always very exciting. Yeah. When they go flying yeah. around there. But you can't beat the good, just old, the, you know, kind of that premier event of downhill skiing. There's just always something fun about the cowbell in the background and people going crazy. And that's just always a very fun event to watch. And I love bobsledding. I think because I grew up with the Cool Runnings. Remember that movie Cool Runnings? Was one oh, of my, yeah, yeah. That was, was one of my favorites growing yeah. up. So I've always been into, into the bobsled. Yeah, no, it's not as easy as it looks. No, I, I can't certainly, imagine. Certainly, you know, that slalom is is extremely challenging. That's the one where I they're mean, bouncing over all the humps, right? With the knees? Yeah, or is that the one where they're just yeah. straight left and right? Well, no, yeah, well, over the moguls. The yeah. moguls, moguls, that's you know, right. Ski- yeah. Skiing over the moguls, jumping over the moguls, and then, you know, hitting the gates. That's right. Just right. Yeah. That looks like it would just stuff. tear your knees apart when they go through the little moguls like that. Yeah. Back in my youth, I used to try that, but <laughs> I didn't grow up skiing, so it was always a challenge. <laughs> You'd have to have incredible balance for that, something which I do not have, so I'd be in big trouble if I ever hit moguls. I'd be flying sideways or diagonal in some direction or another. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, we obviously had a good time watching some of the Olympics over the past couple of weeks. So it's time for the financial Olympics. If you've got a great financial coach, you'll probably do very well at these events. And so we're going to see how Janine, as your advisor, would help you prep for these different games if she were your financial coach. So the first event that we have to train for, Janine, is cross-country inflation. This is where we have to make sure that your lifestyle keeps sliding along, even with inflation doing its best to eat away at the buying power over the years. What's the key to training for that cross-country inflation event? Well, so this just made me think of what's that event where you're cross-country skis and you have to shoot? Oh, the uh, is that the uh, the biathlon or something like that? Yeah, maybe it's the biathlon. Incredibly difficult because you're racing on your your cross-country skis and then you've got to control your breathing so you can hit the targets multiple times so that we just what a just bizarre event to... for someone to come up with by the way like <laughs> okay know. you're gonna ski well, a bunch and then you're gonna shoot and then you're gonna ski you're some gonna more. Shoot. <laughs> yeah you know i mean it's hard enough just cross-country skiing which is awesome but um so cross-country inflation well everyone knows cross-country is a distance endurance event and inflation is a long-term detraction if you will on purchasing power so any planning that you do should include some planning for inflation because your lifestyle is going to change as you go into retirement and then out years, if you will. And your purchasing power, let's just say over a 20 year period is going to be cut in half. So a million dollars is going to purchase $500,000. So the only way to offset inflation successfully, in fact, the only mechanism that is, you know, long-term successful at that is equities you have to own equities into retirement and beyond because it's the only thing that grows at a rate that is greater than inflation, which is, you know, the, I think the average inflation rate is about 3%. We haven't had a lot of it lately in the last few years, but you will see this happen over time. And because you know, everything's going to cost more in 10 years mm. than it does now. So you have to have the purchasing power backed by growth and portfolios for your income stream to keep, at least to keep even with inflation, if not exceed it. So cross-country inflation is very important factor to build into any plan. Just like the biathlon, you've got to have stamina and the ability to kind of control yourself, even when you're trying to, you know, keep up with the competition, make sure you can still hit those targets and make decisions effectively and be in it for the long haul. And uh, that's what you have to do in that cross-country inflation event. So certainly good to know. A very similar to event to one of the favorites that you mentioned, the slalom. It's the slightly, you know, corrected version for our financial Olympics here. The recession slalom. This is the event where you keep navigating around all those obstacles that the economy throws at you on your way to the finish line. And we've seen a lot of those obstacles popping up over the last couple of months, too. Well, and it's probably the biggest, whether it's a recession or a life event slalom, getting through these gates is you lose your job, you change your job, your company's bought out, now you got to change, you know, something happens in your life that changes the direction of where you thought you were going to end up. So you need to think through some planning tools, if you will, that, that are going to allow you to have the maximum flexibility and still reach the goal, reach the finish line. Because here's the thing, once you reach the finish line, which for most people is, oh, retirement, I still have another 20 to 30 years. So what is that going to look like? And what kind of obstacles, gates are you going to have to navigate through to make sure that you are comfortable or that the lifestyle you've intended to have is the one you are going to have? 
so that's a big thing. And and yeah, the slalom is a is a really tough course, and that's life. <laughs> that's a great analogy for life. Yeah, life pretty much is a slalom, isn't it? Yes. A, a, a very, very long winding slalom with lots of different uh, impediments along the way. So, yeah. yeah, make sure you're prepared for the recession slalom, and that'll just be one piece of the puzzle of the overall life slalom we've all got to slide our way through. Another great event here, Janine, this is based off of my favorite one. It's the investment bobsled. This is where, you know, you've got four people typically in a bobsled, although they do have, I think, a two-man bobsled that they do now as well. But let's yeah. let's pretend this is based off of the, uh, the four-man bobsled. You know, you've got the driver, you've got the brake man, you've got the other two guys who help push at the beginning and streamline and carry the extra weight to get the speed right down the course and call out instructions and turn numbers. All those guys are working together. Even though you've got one guy just sort of pulling on the, the reins of the bobsled to steer it, all four people in the bobsled are working in concert with one another to get you to the bottom of the hill and to the finish line. The investment bobsled is where you ensure that your income plan, your investment plan, your tax plan, and your estate plan are all working together to hit a similar desired target. Yeah, so that's integration. And like you said, working together, making sure that these different plans are integrated. Now, let me ask you a question about bobsledding, because I don't think a lot of people may understand it. What happens in the sled? How are these people working together? So, like, you've got the guy up front who's pulling on these little, uh, these little, I mean, reins, I guess, is maybe the best way to call them. You know, these little, mm-hmm. these little levers, if you will, to steer the, the front skis left and right. And then the guy in the back is braking. So he is making sure you slow down enough for certain turns, but not over braking to where you just slow yourself down for the rest of the run. They're trying. And you have to, to do that, and in those turns, you're going to go right off the sl- uh, right off the. Well, won't you like flip, fly flip, right off flip, the? Uh, you flip over, fly off the yeah. side. Sure, lots of dangerous yeah. things could happen if you don't pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then even the guys in the middle who were mostly there for the initial push, they're having to make sure that they're leaning appropriately throughout the turn. So if you've got the three guys lean to the right and the other guy forgets what turn's coming up and he leans to the left, throws the weight off the sled, throws everything off, and their helmets get out of aerodynamic shape, so then the extra wind resistance slows them down. So even the guys in the middle have to be a part of all of that movement and, you know, all working together down the hill. Which is perfect for our metaphor for the income plan, investment plan, tax plan these things do need to work together. So your income plan is only going to work if your investment plan, the proper allocation of the portfolio is done so that you can support an income long-term and you're not jumping out to you know, make bets in the market. You're not playing the gambling, speculating game. So the investment plan has to be solid so that the income plan will work because you're always gonna have things like we just had you know, in early February where the market went crazy for a minute there. And then tax planning, we have no control over the tax plan other than where we're taking our money out of. So if you don't build that into your plan, you're going to think you need you have more income than you do. You forgot to put the taxes in it. So th- those all have to work together. The state plan's a little bit different in that if you are intending for your assets to go to family members, you really need to get that in writing. <laughs> Because otherwise, the state that you live in is going to have a plan for you, and everything you've worked for all these years is going to be for naught because it's the state's going to take care of distributing it. So yes, all of the the income plan is absolutely dependent on the investment plan. So they do have to be in alignment, if you will, aerodynamically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know the tax plan follows, and you try to manage as best as you can with regard to 
you know, where you pay taxes, how much you pay, where the fees are, et cetera. And because those were our detractors and, and they would they would negatively affect your aerodynamics, if you will. You know, making those integrated is really important. As they said in Cool Runnings, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's the investment bobsled time. <laughs> cool Runnings. Not much of a spin that we made on the original there. But yeah, I think that's a really good example. All those things need to work together. One can throw off the rest of that plan. If your tax plan's out of whack, it can kind of counteract the great work that you've done with your income and investment plans and vice versa. It all kind of gets connected that way. You know, you really see how balance is really important, really in any sport, but especially in a lot of the winter Olympic sports, balance becomes really important. We know it's important on skiing, and if you've ever skied but you've never snowboarded, We'll multiply that balance by about 100. You're going to find out how good you are at balancing if you ever hop on a snowboard. So that's our fourth financial Winter Olympic event is portfolio snowboarding. We're striving for balance in the different investments in your portfolio is the key to victory. Absolutely. So I, I have a funny story about snowboarding. I've never snowboarded, and I did ski at one time quite a bit. But I was on a chair with one of my brothers, and we were watching a young woman on a snowboard. And he looked at me and said, you are not snowboarding <laughs> because <laughs> she caught the edge of that snowboard and catapulted oh my to the ground. And, and it just made me hurt looking at her face first, smack. And, and I, with my back surgeries, he just looked at me and goes, you are not snowboarding. Nope. nope. <laughs> I broke my ankle snowboarding. I had been a couple of times before, and then I uh, went snowboarding with my now wife, Connie. We hadn't been dating for very long when we went for the first time to snowboard together. We went up the lift. She was doing skiing. We went up the lift. The first time down the hill, I watched her because she hadn't been since she was a little kid. So I watched her go down the mountain first. And I was like, you remember how to stop and all that kind of stuff? She's like, yeah, yeah, I remember. So she starts going down the hill and she forgot to like, you know, turn left and right as you go down the hill. She just went straight as an arrow down the hill. So she's flying at like full speed as she gets to the bottom of the hill. And there's like a bunny hill that has like all these little kids on a conveyor belt being taken up to the bunny hill that is perpendicular to the hill where she's going down. And oh I'm yelling gosh. from the top of the mountain, like, bail out, bail out, because she's about to wipe about three kids off the face of the earth. So I see her just throw her body sideways because she'd forgotten how to stop. And she just this big cloud of snow pops up into the air. So then I ride down. I meet up with her. And, you know, she was she was fine. She wasn't injured or anything. We get on the lift. By the way, we would bought lift tickets for like, you know, we already paid for like three days of rental, three days of lift tickets because we were there for the whole weekend. We'd already paid for everything, right? Second time up the lift, we're getting off the lift, and my snowboard tangles with her skis, and we go spinning out into the side. And in a snowboard, you only keep one foot in the board until you're actually ready to go down the mountain. And oh, yeah. my right leg got caught in a deeper patch of snow as we sort of spun out together, and my all, whole body weight fell back over the top of my body and snapped my ankle in half. Oh, my so, gosh. That's painful. Yeah. That's my snowboarding story. There you go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I yeah, probably won't go snowboarding know. again. I'm going to switch to skiing. <laughs> yeah. Skiing is so much easier. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but balance, balance is absolutely critical, you know, snowboarding. And it is very, very critical in your investment portfolio strategy because if you deviate, First, the strategy should be built for where you are in your timeline and what your expectation for income is, especially as you've gone into retirement or you're close to retirement. 
But if you don't stay with the strategy and you deviate from, then you're out of balance. And then if you have a strategy to rebalance back to targets, that mitigates risk over the long term. And where a lot of people fall down is if they don't have some structured type of investment where they can rebalance or they don't rebalance, then you are overweighted to a certain segment of the market typically over time. And so the folks that got hit really hard in 2008 were significantly overweighted. Well, in 2008, it affected the whole market. But primarily, a lot of folks had a lot of overlap and were overweighted to a, a couple of asset classes in the market and got you know smacked pretty hard. So balance is absolutely critical. And rebalancing is as critical. So um, yeah, it's, it's important in many areas of life. <laughs> but I, I would say definitely, that's a great metaphor for making sure that your portfolio is doing what you need it to do. And last but not least, I think everybody's favorite Winter Olympic Games is curling. Who isn't riveted by the, you know, little cylinders <laughs> traveling down the shuffle, the icy shuffleboard path trying to, you know, knock the other things out with the guys who are sweeping, seemingly having no actual impact on the little thing that's going down the, you know, going. I know I'm exaggerating this a little bit, but where literally brushing is a major part of the sport. We'll go to financial curling, where you brush away those insidious hidden fees to clear a path for your financial plan to reach the right targets in retirement. Who's the best positioned or trained to succeed at that event? I think if you are working with an advisor who helps you with a structured plan and the, the structured portfolio, with institutional type funds, you're going to be much better at reducing all those fees. The hidden fees that people don't realize that they are subjected to are, we talked earlier about when people pull money out in a panic or push money back in because, oh, now it's safe. Those moves of money in the major market, and it's billions we're talking about, can absolutely affect you unless you're in a strategy that does not affect you as much, which when what I mean by that is your institutional versus retail on the retail market where you can go out and buy a mutual fund for $2,000. When the money moves in and out of those funds, there are a lot of hidden fees because the managers have to move, move the stocks and bonds around to accommodate in institutional investing. It's not like that nearly as much. And you've got a significantly, significantly less turnover. So those fees are much, much less. So, you know, curling, I still haven't been able to figure out the draw there. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> postures they get into when they're pushing those things around. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's uh, really shown very much. <laughs> yeah, some people get really into it. But in terms of universal appeal, I, it's fun to check out as a novelty for a few minutes. But it, it doesn't usually hold my attention span for very long. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, sweeping away, learning to, you know, sweep away the fees by how you are strategically positioned is very important. Absolutely. Well, Janine, thanks for playing along. I know that was uh, that was fun for all of us going through the financial Winter Olympics. You sound like you'd be a very good financial Olympic coach. So, if we want to meet with you to discover what it's like to succeed at events like the recession slalom and the investment bobsled and financial curling and those kinds of things, what does that appointment or uh, review or visit usually look like with you? And how does your training process help us get ready for these events? Well, first, when folks come in, we are doing it. It's a conversation. Where are you? How'd you get here? Are you happy? What's working? What's not? 
And it's really a, a an initial meeting to see if we're a good fit for each other, if we can actually help. A lot of times we can, but sometimes we can't, or the person or the potential client is still stuck in control land. I'm going to control all of this. <laughs> so people often think they have more control than they actually have when it comes to investments. If you're investing in mutual funds, you're not really the one deciding how that mutual fund works. It's the managers. So we talk about those things. We talk about where returns come from in the market and we do a lot of educating. So if somebody comes in, wants to talk, kind of figure out whether or not this is something they want to do, that's the initial meeting. And then we go from there. If folks would like to come in, make an appointment, they just have to call Gracie at uh, 443-718-6311 and she'll set you up on the calendar to come in and have a conversation. There you go. Janine's office is in Columbia. They're in Howard County, and you can find her online 24-7 at theuswealthadvisors.com. Listen to past podcasts, learn about more resources in the financial world that uh, will help you better prepare for your financial future, or the easy old-fashioned way, pick up the phone, call Janine at 443-718-6311 to have a conversation about your financial plan. Well, there you go. Janine Theus, our coach through the Financial Olympics. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Hopefully this was, we this was a lot of fun. You delivered a gold medal performance today. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> we won't uh, we won't play the national anthem on our way out of the show today, but you can kind of imagine or picture that up on the podium as we win the financial winter Olympics here today. Thanks to Janine for her help. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time right back here on your financial mission.